Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. We're continuing on in Joshua chapter 23 and looking at Joshua's farewell address uh, to the nation of Israel. Really, this is more particular to the leadership here in chapter 23. We're starting our reading at verse 8. But you, Joshua says, are to cling to the Lord your God as you have done to this day. For the Lord has driven out great and strong nations before you, And as for you, no man has stood before you to this day. One of your men puts to flight a thousand, for the Lord your God is he who fights for you, just as he has promised you. So take diligent heed to yourselves to love the Lord your God, for if you ever go back and cling to the rest of these nations, these which remain among you and intermarry with them so that you associate with them and they with you, know with certainty that the Lord your God will not continue to drive these nations out before you, but they shall be a snare and a trap to you, and a whip on your sides and a thorn in your eyes until you perish from off this good land which the Lord your God has given you. We'll read the rest of the chapter in just a few moments. So Joshua is telling the leadership of Israel, and we saw this last time, that they should continue to observe the law of Moses, do everything that's written in the law of the Lord, not stray from it to the right and to the left. It's interesting that there are a lot of parallels here in this chapter between what Joshua will tell the people of Israel and what the Lord spoke to Joshua way back in the first chapter. We saw there Joshua's consecration for uh, what would become his service to the Lord. And now he's going to tell the people of Israel exactly that uh, they should continue to obey the law just as he was told to do by the Lord. They should follow his example and cling to the words that the Lord has spoken to them. Now, if we look at verses 8 and 9, Uh, He uses that word, cling to the Lord, for the Lord has driven out great and strong nations from before you. And as for you, no man has stood before you to this day. This is really a fulfillment of the particular promise that was made to the people uh, at the beginning of this book in Joshua chapter 1. The Lord said, no one will be able to stand before you all the days of your life, speaking to Joshua particularly, but to the people as well, that that no uh, enemy would be able to strongly oppose them. Now we see that that has been fulfilled throughout this book, and Joshua reminds them uh, of that very thing. Verse 10, one of your men puts to flight a thousand. Now, obviously, this is um, an exaggerated language here, but Joshua is uh, putting before them the reality that it is the Lord who supports Israel. And because God is working in them and through them, It's as if one man can drive off a thousand of the enemy. He says, For the Lord your God is he who fights for you, 
just as he promised you. And we saw last time a reminder of the things that God had done, bringing the people across the Jordan River, conquering the cities of Jericho and Ai of Hazor and some of the other strong and fortified cities of the land, even causing the sun and the moon to stop in the sky and raining down hailstones demonstrated that God was really the one who was fighting on behalf of Israel. Verse 11, So take diligent heed to yourselves to love the Lord your God. For, and now in verse 12 and following, Joshua is going to present some warnings to the people of Israel. Up until verse 12, it's all very good. He's sort of uh, commending them to their land, reminding them to obey the Lord. But now in verses 12 through the end of the chapter, it takes a much more serious tone. He says, for if you ever go back and cling to the rest of these nations, these which remain among you, and intermarry with them so that you associate with them, and they with you know with certainty that the Lord your God will not continue to drive these nations out before you. Well, we see that this is exactly what comes to pass in the history of Israel, even as we were reading through the chapters that talked about the inheritance of the sons of Israel. It was common for the author at the end of each section or each chapter to talk about the territory that that particular tribe was not able to possess or the people that they were not able to disperse from the land. The reason for that is given here in chapter 23. It's because the people do not remain faithful to the commandments of the Lord. So the, the conquest of the land has already taken place, but now the particular driving out of all the people uh, totally from each of these particular tribal areas is dependent on the faithfulness of the people to the Lord and to his law. So Joshua warns them in verses 12 and 13 here, if they ever go back and worship the gods of the Canaanites, if they intermingle, intermarry with the people of the land of Canaan, it's going to become a trap, a snare for them. It's going to cause them to have a lot of problems in the future. He said it's, it will be a whip on your sides and thorns in your eyes. In other words, they're going to cause you a lot of problems, a lot of difficulties in the future. And we see this take place almost immediately as we move into the book of Judges, if you continue uh, in your Bible reading. Until you perish, he says, from off this good land which the Lord your God has given you. So Joshua is acting as prophet here, predicting uh, what would take place in the future if the people of Israel would not adhere to the law and continue to observe it uh, in the way that they had been during the time of the conquest. Verse 14, Joshua says, Now behold, today I am going the way of all the earth, 
and you know in all your hearts and in all your souls that not one word of all the good words which the Lord your God spoke concerning you has failed. All have been fulfilled for you. Not one of them has failed. And it shall come about that just as all the good words which the Lord your God spoke to you have come upon you, so the Lord will bring upon you all the threats until he has destroyed you from off this good land which the Lord your God has given you, when you transgress the covenant of the Lord your God, which he commanded you, and go and serve other gods and bow down to them, then the anger of the Lord will burn against you, and you shall perish quickly from off the good land which he has given you. Now, what's going on in these three verses here? First of all, in verse 14, we have a wonderful summary statement that Joshua gives of the Lord's faithfulness, of how he has brought them out of slavery, out of Egypt, through the wilderness and their time of testing in the desert into the land of their inheritance and given them everything that he's promised to do. He says to them, today I'm going the way of all the earth. I'm about to die, in other words, very soon. And you know in all your hearts and all your souls, not one word of all the good words which the Lord your God spoke concerning you has failed. All have been fulfilled for you. Not one of them has failed. What a statement of God's faithfulness, of God's character. He is true to his word. If there's one overall theme uh, overarching throughout each of these chapters of the book of Joshua, it has to be the theme of God's faithfulness to his word. He had made promises to the people of Israel all the way back to the time of Abraham that they would become a great nation. He told Abraham that he would send them down into Egypt for a time, but then bring them back and give them the land of Canaan as their inheritance. He had reiterated that promise through Moses in bringing the people up out of Egypt and to the people of Israel as they were traveling through the desert, through the wilderness. At the beginning of the book of Joshua, we saw the Lord once again reaffirm his intention to give Israel the land of Canaan. And now, toward the end of the book of Joshua, Joshua can say, the Lord God is faithful to his word. He has brought about everything that he has promised. But then Joshua goes on in the final two verses of this chapter to say, just as he brought about all of the good things that he promised, so the Lord will also bring about all of the bad things that he promised for you if you fail to follow in his ways. Notice verse 15 again, shall come about that just as all the good words which the Lord your God spoke to you have come upon you, so the Lord will bring upon you all the threats until he has destroyed you from off this good land which the Lord your God has given you when you transgress the covenant of the Lord your God which he commanded you and go and serve other gods and bow down to them. Then the anger of the Lord will burn against you and you shall perish quickly from off the good land which he has given you. Now, it's difficult to say here 
Whether Joshua is presenting this as a, a hypothetical possibility, I tend to take this more as Joshua uh, prophetically predicting what would happen to the people of Israel in the future. I think Joshua is, a, is very much a realist who understands the human heart very well. He understands that we are uh, prone to wander from the Lord. We struggle with sin in our hearts, in our lives. And we'll see this further in chapter 24 in the next few sessions. But Joshua understood that uh, ultimately people are not able to, even the most uh, righteous of the Israelites would not be able to consistently and fully adhere to the word of the Lord. They continually struggled. There was going to need to be something more, something else provided to help them when it came to uh, the problem of sin. So I think Joshua is predicting that the people, although they may have the best of intentions, when they fail to adhere to the covenant of the Lord, he would bring upon them all of the disasters, all of the promises, uh, the threats, the, the punishments that he had promised to the people uh, for disobedience. And so uh, we will see in the next chapter the covenant being uh, reaffirmed by the entire assembly of Israel. But Joshua is warning them, in particular the, the leadership here, warning the leadership that they should be very careful. They should be on guard and continue to follow after the Lord, lest they uh, incur the punishments, the curses that were promised for them. As believers in Jesus Christ, uh, the things that we can learn from this chapter, of course, are that the Lord's good promises to us never fail. Every word of the Lord comes to pass. But we should also be careful to do what the Lord desires for us to do, not simply think that because we've received salvation from the Lord that we can do whatever we want. No, we need to continue to obey his word and walk in his ways, because if we don't, there are consequences in the Christian life for disobedience. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.